Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. It's always a pleasure, and I am so delighted to be with you live. I want to apologize for not having a live show for you last week. Um, I was celebrating my birthday, and that's not a good excuse, but <laughs> but it was enough excuse for me to just, you know, kind of just spend time for myself. But I thank you. I want to thank each one of you for listening and supporting the show and for downloading the show on iTunes. Um, for those of you who are first-time listeners to the show, I am uh, Coach Rhea, as you know. Um, I'm also, um, my name is Rhea Wolke. I am a certified life coach, and uh, I have been inspired to do this show to really um, sort of give back and share some of the my my expertise and also my personal experience with you to help you live a better life. On this show, we talk about a lot of different topics. Um, you know, this is a self-improvement uh, show. So we talk about everything that affects our life from our personal, professional growth, personal relationship, professional relationship. We talk about money. We talk about finances. We talk about self-esteem. We talk about life in general and how we can live a better life, which leads me to my intention of doing the show. So my intention of doing a show, again, is to really just to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make a better choice for yourself, a better choice for, you, for yourself so you can live the life that you deserve to live. So it's really all up to you. So all I ask of you on this show is really to just um, have an open mind and an open heart and I want to share something new that I haven't been doing on the show, that I do it with my clients. In the beginning of the show, we take a few deep breaths. And I want to do this with you right now. So I want you to just kind of relax and just focus on your belly. And if you can, if you're at a place where you can do that, just try to place your hands on your belly, your stomach. And I want you to have that stomach expand when you take that deep Deep, deep breath, and I'm going to do it with you, so go ahead. Ready? One more time. Okay. So, my friend, today I have a great um, guest, as always. We always have a great guest here on the show, so I would like you to... Best-selling author, um, her book "To Be or Not to Be: The Choice Is Yours." Barbara Hofmeister, I'm hoping pronouncing her name correctly, is um, an acclaimed motivational speaker, a certified NLP master practitioner, and a member of the Association of Integrative Psychology. Barbara is is an expert on the topic of personal development and human growth. And I will give you all Barbara's information along the way on the show. And uh, just wanted to give you a little bit more information about her. Barbara uh, is a refugee from formal communist Germany. And she's actually live with us from Germany right now. And uh, she knows 
firsthand what it is it like to be living in adverse circumstances, severely abused, and with low self-esteem, she set out to live her personal dream, traveling the world, sharing uh, sharing what she had learned, and uh, you know, it, it's it's basically, I mean, that's the best experience. I think it become like a little bit more personal. Barbara became involved in her own personal development in 1978 when a friend gave her a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and she has not stopped since then. And uh, to further, you know, her knowledge on the topic, Barbara used practical step-by-step approach that allows anybody to move toward their dream life. And I'm really glad and honored to have her on the show. And I, you know, I appreciate it. I know it's evening time. Barbara, welcome, my friend. Hello, Ria. Thanks for having me on your show. My pleasure, my pleasure. I know before the show we were talking a little bit how we have a similar, <laughs> you know, uh, background on how we got started in this business. But, uh, you know, well, it's not a business, actually. It's, I, I call it a journey um, that we like to have people join us and, and learn how to live a better life. But I had a similar story, like you mentioned, where friends of mine a few years back had gave me a book by uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer that really kind of made a huge difference in my life. And from that point on, I also took that route to try to continue on that self-discovery. And uh, along the way, I, as you know, I'm very passionate about what I do. And I love that we have so much, you know, in common. So that makes it really easy for me to, <laughs> to speak with you. So, Barbara, for those of you who do not know Barbara really that well, besides what I mentioned, is there anything else you like our listeners to know that we um, haven't said yet? Oh, I'm sure we will will find plenty that I want your listeners to know. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Well, it's your opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I want to talk a little bit more about my story, actually, because... I think that's important for people to understand what life was like, you know, for me as a child, because I was born in, in communist Germany in a small village, and life was absolutely perfect. You know, for me as a child, life was perfect. For my parents, it was a totally different stories. And I'm telling this because I want people to be aware that what you as an adult think is good or bad is to- might be something totally different to what your children feel and think. And you have to take that into account. When you, when you have children, you have to be aware that they have a different way of thinking and seeing the world. They're much more open, and for them, you know, they see the beauty in, in everything. And unfortunately, as they get older, you know, we teach them other ways. We teach them the, a lot of the negative things in life, because that's, those are the things that happen to us. However, we must be aware that for children, life is very, very different than it is for us, and they see it in a different way. So we have to go with that also and take that into account. Well, my parents, uh, my father was an entrepreneur, and he was, I mean, he was an entrepreneur, full stop. There was nothing else that he was passionate about that he wanted, and he wanted to be successful, but in Communist Germany, they did not allow that. They did not encourage that. And uh, as the years went on, they really gave him a hard time. They took his passport away. He wasn't allowed to go to Berlin because from Berlin, it was before they built the wall, it was still possible to escape to the West with danger, but not the danger of actually getting killed in in, in that moment, right, as it was later on. So they took all his documents away. He had no idea 
no ID card or anything anymore. And he realized that now it's time to leave. You know, if I don't want to get stuck here in this system where they take everything, everything is state-owned. And uh, they took the businesses away from my grandparents, and they had to work in their own business for a very low salary. And wow. so my father saw all that happening, and he said, no, we're going to leave. And, of course, they didn't talk to me about it. You know, I was eight years old, and my parents, they made the plan. It was very dangerous. You were put into prison if they caught you. And so I didn't know. They made me stay with my grandparents for a few days while they were planning this and preparing. And then one day my mom said to me, okay, we're going to go on a, you know, into a camp for children. And I loved traveling, even at that age. So I was super excited. My dad wasn't there. And my mom went with me to Berlin, and I thought we were going to go into this holiday camp. And the next thing I know is that we are in, in West Berlin. We are sitting in a place. I mean, my dad is all of a sudden there. I didn't understand what he was doing there. And the next thing I know is that we live in West Germany in a big city where I have no friends, no relatives, and, you know, and not even parents anymore because my parents, they had to work so hard. We left with absolutely nothing, no luggage, no money, nothing. And uh, so, and the, uh, this was, uh, you know, in the end 50s, and um, there was no housing, you know, because in the war, Germany was bombed really badly, so there was no housing in the big cities. And we had to live in a very small attic room, the whole family, no bathroom or anything. And for me, this was such a shock, you know, because at home, and I still call it home, even today, at home we had our own house. We had, you know, we lived in a small village. I knew everybody. I was free uh, to roam the countryside, and I had lots of friends, and I had lots of very big family. And suddenly there was nobody anymore. And that for a child is such a shock. And I'm telling the story in, to such extent because so many People, unfortunately, get divorced, and then that shock also happens to the children, you know. So you need to prepare your children. You need to really talk to them and and remember that for them it is different. You know, they see it in a different way. It's a very painful experience. And if you don't take that into account, you know, your children can really be broken for life. Absolutely. And I, I say that because I know that I was in a really bad state, not only as a child. I survived. I became strong. I became really tough. But my confidence, my belief in myself and in my world was totally destroyed. And I noticed that much more later on, you know, as I got older, when I became a teenager, I was raped twice and, you know, all kinds of stuff happened. And um, and my father, he was always, I mean, he was loving, but at the same time, he was so tough, you know, you only the toughest wives and, and I wasn't allowed to really be a little girl, you know, and cry and, and you know, do the things that little girls <laughs> normally do. Right. And, um, yeah, so... When when uh, my friend gave me this book by Dr. Dyer, I was uh, 28, and I was really screwed up. I've been a screwed up young woman. I can say that today because I thought I was okay, right? But I was throwing myself away. I, I literally was throwing myself away. I was uh, treating myself badly. I had no respect for myself. And uh, I had very, very low self-esteem. And I'm sure people can relate to this because when somebody gave me a compliment, 
I couldn't just take it and say thank you. You know, I wow. thought they were making fun of me or, you know, I always reacted to everything. And I know a lot of people like that even today, you know, when, when you say something nice to them, they either sort of play it down and say, oh, it's nothing, you know, he would have done the same or whatever. They don't just take the compliment and say thank you. And this I had to learn because I didn't value myself or my life very much in those days. And this book by Dr. Dyer helped me so much. It opened my eyes mainly to the, to the truth that I am not alone. You right. know, I mean, yeah. I felt that he'd written that book especially for me because right. I found myself on almost right. every page. Right. But I knew that he hadn't written it for me because he didn't know me. So I thought, okay, if if I come up in this book or my situation comes up in this book all the time, then there must be other people out there. And that gave me the knowledge that I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that's struggling like this. And maybe I don't have to hide it. I don't have to try and hide and pretend that I don't have these, you know, these issues. And that was a big breakthrough for me. That was a really big breakthrough. You know, we make our, you know that, Bea, as a coach. Oh, absolutely, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we make our breakthroughs. First of all, when, when we realize, when we become aware that something is not quite right, this is the first breakthrough, actually. Because awareness is the first step to change. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. And unless you're aware that something is not, you know, is going wrong, you can't change it because you are not even, you don't even know that it's wrong. Well, that's and, what it is. That's exactly it. I mean, unless you are aware of what's going on, you know, there's, what is it that you're going to change? I mean, you're going to continue in the same cycle and you're going to repeat the thing, same thing over and over and nothing will change. And I'm a big uh, advocate of change and, 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 and staying in the now and bring that awareness to this present moment and see what's going on. So, you you know, if you ever heard me talking, I'm I'm constantly emphasizing on that. But I just wanted to say I did not mention in the beginning of the show Obviously, I just wanted to say you are listening to your Life Now radio show. And my guest today is Barbara uh, Hofmeister. She is a best-selling author, and she authored the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours. She is live with us here from Germany, and I really appreciate her being there. If you have any question um, and you'd like to chat with me and uh, or my guest, uh, please feel free to call us at 626 213 Five seven seven three, and if you are an international caller, and uh, you can use Skype from the show page by just clicking next to the phone number, the Skype icon, and you'll be able to connect with us directly. And just please make sure you um, dial one if you want to speak uh, with me, so I know that you are in the queue. Um, because I do have some callers, but they don't have their hands up. So if you are in the listening mode, thank you for being here. One more thing, I also have the chat room open. So if you prefer to put your comment or question in the chat room, please do so. And um, all right, Barbara, thank you again, my friend, for being here. So, uh, you know, obviously your story is very touching. And I think, you know, most of us, you know, we don't just, uh, um, if you have not walked the walk and talked the talk, I, I don't think we all, we have, um, you know, what it takes to, to just tell people how they're supposed to change, you know, their life. But I think it's more than that for you. So you wrote a book, and your book is, I, I want to say, first of all, um, is, it's very, very easy read, very um, uh, clever, I want to say, because it's, it's very common sense. 
that we really oversee, you know, in ourselves, in our life, and why we don't, you know, uh, point, um, you know, like pay attention to these things. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, I mean, obviously from your story, I would know why you chose the, the, uh, the, uh, um, the topic or the name of the book by um, To Be or Not To Be, The Choice Is Yours. Can you tell us a little bit more why you why you chose the the name? Yeah, because well, I mean, obviously, I, I looked for a name for quite some time. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, I asked all my friends and I asked all the people that I have on Facebook and wherever you know at the time, what do you think would be a good title for the, for this type of book? And I got lots and lots and lots of uh, you know different suggestions. And then I spoke to a friend of mine who is uh, very philosophical. And we were discussing something, you know, hmm. something between heaven and earth, whatever we were discussing right, right. on the day. And then I said, you know, you know about my book project, and I've been already writing it for quite some time, and he knew about it. I said, I need a title, and I haven't found the right title. And it has to have something to do with choices, because for me, that is what life is all about. We right. always have a choice, always. And I hear it so many times that people say, yeah, but, you know, this happened to me. I didn't have a choice. That is not true. You cannot change the event, maybe, but you can change how you react to it. You can change what you do with what is happening in your life. And, you know, it's not that some people are more lucky. Yeah, they are more lucky because they make things, they do things in different ways. They react in different ways. They respond in different ways. They make choices, conscious choices. They don't just sort of let run, let life run them. You know, that's a big thing. And so, yeah, I discussed that with him about the choices, and he and he started reading it, and he said, you know, you've got to have Shakespeare in there, mm-hmm. or at least the <laughs> saying to right. be or not to be, because that's what it's all about in life. If you know that you have a choice, you can really be your full potential. You can be who you want to be. You can really live your life. And it's your life, you know, it is you that has a choice. Like everybody well, else does too. You have to accept that fact as well, obviously. You absolutely. Know, if everybody can make choices, then obviously they don't have to do what you want them to do. They can make their own choices. And sometimes we don't want to hear that and we don't want to see that, but that's the way life is. And and so the, that's how the title came about, you know, to be or not to be. The that's choice a great, is yes. yours. great And title. I love the title. And I can yes. tell you, some agents, they said when I, I was in America and I was talking to some literature agents and... Um, they saw the book and they saw the title and I said, yeah. they said, ah, no, this title can't sell well, you know. And I thought, well, then it doesn't, you know. But this is the title I want. This is this fits perfectly for what I want to say. And, I, you know, I didn't budge. I didn't change it because for me that was the title. That's what the book is all about, about you being and that it's your choice to decide whether you want to be or not want to be, right? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think the the one issue that I see uh, um, with some of my um, clients and people that are around me, friends even, it's it's realizing how important it is to recognize the choices that you have. Or sometimes it's very difficult for them. They they always say, "Oh, I don't have a choice. I don't have any choice." How many times have you heard people say that? I have no choice. 
I have no choice. It was decided for me because yeah. we were taught, you know, this is the 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 uh, uh, mental programs or the the way we've been doing things for many time or how we've been taught growing up that how we someone else supposed to think for us we cannot think for ourselves we cannot choose for ourselves but you found a way like to conquer through all this because even through your experience i mean from what you told me i mean that's huge i mean you you basically um had no voice and and so if i were to speak with you then i would say you know it's like no ria i'm sorry but i have no choice i can't do anything about it but unfortunately Unfortunately, and I, I, I put it out there because I really wanted to uh, open the, the, the discussion on that one. How do you, it's not like making somebody, how do you actually teach someone, enlighten someone to see the available choices out there? Well, I mean, if I, when I coach people, for instance, I'm also a certified coach, and when I coach people, then I ask them, you know, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. And if that's not what they're getting, you know, then we can look at what can be changed. What do you think you need to change? And then, of course, we normally get stuck because they say, oh, I don't know. If I would know, I would already have changed it, which is not well, true. <laughs> which is right. not true because they wouldn't have, you know. But uh, we start to go in that direction. And then it, many people don't know what they want. I mean, this for me is so amazing. People drift through life. They don't actually make, you know, create their life. They just drift through it and right. take it as it comes, mm. you know, as it's given to them. Like, okay, mm. I have no choice. No question this asked, is, right? No yeah, question asked. This is what exactly. comes my way, and mm. I'm unemployed, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm fired or whatever. Uh, companies downsized. I know this is a problem for a lot of people. And... So now I have no choice. I have to go on welfare or whatever. I can't find another job in the same area, whatever it may be, you know. And people give up way too easily. Highly educated people sometimes, they, you know, they work as a waiter or as a waitress or, you know, do some really lowly paid jobs. And nothing against being a waiter or waitress, but do it if you want to do it. That's perfect. I love being waited on by someone who loves it. You know, I mean, this is the best experience when you go out at night and somebody that really enjoys doing that job waits on you, obviously. Right. You much, much higher tips because you actually enjoy right. the experience. Right, because absolutely. Because they're passionate about it. They do the best they can to make you have a good evening. So that's, a, you know, that's important. It's a, it's a fantastic work. But most people don't enjoy doing it. They do it because they think they have no other choice. And this is what people need to get out of their heads. We always have a choice. And if we live in the here and now, in this very moment, in mm -hmm. this second that we are talking or that people mm -hmm. are listening to us, we, every single one of us that is here in this space right now, has a choice to decide, I'm going to be happy, I am happy, or I am unhappy. Right? You have that choice because happiness is also a fleeting thing. It's a, it's in the moment and only in the moment. You can say I was happy 25 years ago on that and that date, you know, but I mean, right. the memory is still with you and that's nice, but it's not going to have the same intensity than if it would be happening right now. But right now you have the choice 
right. to also feel happy. Why? Because there's so much good stuff in your life, in every one of our lives. No matter in which situation you are, there's always good and bad, you know, light and dark. And take, the, you know, focus on the good stuff that is there. And if it is really a bad day, then listen to the birds singing outside. Look at the kitten that you see playing or at a smile of a small child that you see in the street. It doesn't really matter what it is, but just appreciate. See an old couple walking hand in hand and appreciate that and say thank you for me, for seeing that, for noticing that, you know, for seeing the beauty that is in the world and for appreciating it. Because in my eyes, the the biggest breakthroughs happen through really very easy, basic things. And to adopt an attitude of gratitude, I can promise anybody, will change your life. If you give thanks every single day and you can give thanks to the universe or to you, you know, the God that you believe in, whatever that may be, or even to yourself, you know, it doesn't really matter. But as long as you appreciate, you see the small things that are good in your life, you can see a spider web. They are so beautifully made. You might not like it inside of your house, but just look at it and, and see how beautifully it is done and appreciate it. Right. It doesn't really matter what it is, you know, as long as you start to appreciate the good that is around you. And then your your mentality, your way of thinking will slowly shift towards positive things, towards po the positive outcomes that you want. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, um, what I was just thinking while you, while you're saying all these things, the fact I think it, it's, uh, if we can shift role, um, uh, from being a victim to being a leader in our life and start really taking the responsibility for everything in our life and start wanting to see life in a different way, because that's when you're gonna start, you know, making that shift, and that's when you're gonna start moving from you know, from your current circumstances. I mean, I hear it all the time, like when, someone, when I do career coaching and people say, well, the economy is so bad. There is no jobs out there. But there is tons of people who are striving in this bad economy. So what is the secret to that? You know, I mean, why are, you know, what makes us different? Why would one person succeed no matter what the external you know, um, conditions are, and why others refuse to, or they don't see it, or they remain where they are, and 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 because of that role that they maintain, which is the victim role. I am, mm -hmm. I am, I am only what my what the condition around me are, and that is does not define anyone. You know, any one of us, because unless we start saying, you know what, no, I'm gonna take a charge. I am gonna do something about my circumstances. I'm going to stop being a victim and I want to be a leader. Which brings me to the next question. So how do you, what do you think defines, uh, how do you define success? What makes us different, you know, one person to another? I mean, taking two people who have the same education and the same, you know, yeah. background and why would one person be successful and the other not? Or someone well, who doesn't have all that education and are yeah. more successful. I don't really think it has too much to do with the education. It has to do with, the, with an inner attitude, you know, with the belief in yourself. Um, first of all, people who are really successful, they know exactly what they want. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they are crystal clear right. what they want, crystal right. clear. And okay. you can read. I love reading biographies. And mm-hmm. if you read biographies of famous people, whether it is from history or from today, whether it's a pop star or it is a football star or it is, you know, a politician, it doesn't really matter. Somebody that made it to the top of their field always knew what he wanted or what she wanted. They were really clear, and they didn't leave that path. You know, they could see the big picture of their life. They could see the end result they wanted to create. The whole time, no matter matter what detours they had to take, they could always see the big picture. So number one, know what you want. The second is believe that you can get it. And this, I'm sure you know as a coach, this is what so many people struggle have with. Have a hard time. Yes. They believe in themselves. And that was my biggest struggle. I always knew what I wanted. But I had this, you know, no belief in myself. Self-esteem issue, right. And uh, so that was my big thing. I mean, my big, big, big issue. And it took me quite some time to overcome that. But the main thing was to, first of all, realize it and accept it that this is the way it is, you know. And then you can start working on that. So the second thing is they believe that they can make it happen. And, of course, the biggest thing is then when you know what you want and you believe, even if you're not 100% sure, you know, don't wait. You can change that, yeah. I mean, as long as you have, uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I hear people all the time that say, oh, but, the perfect moment hasn't come. Now isn't the right moment to invest. Now isn't the right moment to do this. No. Right now, this second is the only time where you can decide to change something in your life. And now is the perfect moment for whatever you want to do. And right now, you can turn around. You know, you don't have to continue to walk north. You can walk south or wherever you want to walk to. And you can change your life just like that, just with a snap of a finger, make a decision turn around and start walking in that direction where you see yourself in the future. And so know what you want, believe that you can make it happen. If that belief is not there 100% yet, then at least it has to be there enough so that you start moving, you know, you start taking action because without action, no results. None whatsoever. So if you continue dreaming, you can think as positive as you want. You can do as many affirmations as you want and keep telling yourself, I'm successful, I'm successful, I'm successful, I'm beautiful. (laughs) And let you start doing something on it, nothing's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, nothing is going to happen, you know. You might, you know, you might improve your your consciousness a little bit, you might improve your belief a little bit, but unless you take action and actually walk in the direction of your desires, nothing will happen. So those are the three steps to success. Know what you want, believe you can make it happen, and then take action. And take that action until it's happening. Don't give up. Don't give up. I mean, life is not... Because obstacles do happen. Life happens. And that's what I focus on, too. Life does happen. So we we cannot just say, oh, my God, now I can't do anything. I'm stopping. I mean, when you on... When you're taking a road trip, you know, to add to what you're saying or emphasizing on it as well, when you're taking a road trip, you know, you, you might actually be going through some detour, some construction, some, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn around and go back? No. You're going to go isn't through that, that. Isn't that exactly. what a lot of people do? They have an idea. It's a brilliant idea. 
they decide, okay, I'm going to make this happen now. They take the first feeble step, and then an obstacle, a hurdle comes along, and they say, ah. They take they a step back, and they say, I knew, I knew I couldn't do it. No, it's not the right time. I'm too old, I'm too young, I don't have the best education. No. I mean, when that happens to you, then just continue. Okay, so there is an obstacle. Yes, we don't like it. Tough luck, you know. And just continue. Look for another road. I mean, take the example of ants. Ants, you know, the little tiny animals? Uh-huh. And when you watch them in nature, they will, I mean, <laughs> they will find a way. If yeah. they want to go somewhere, they will find a way. If they cannot go straight, they will go around the obstacle, they will go underneath the obstacle, they will go over the obstacle. Whatever they need to do, they will do, and they will get to the other side. No doubt about it. Just watching them for a couple of minutes will make people hopefully realize that, ah, yeah, okay, so they had to struggle a little bit, but then they continue to move forward. And this mm-hmm. is exactly the same for us. This is how nature works. You've got to believe it, and then you've got to take action. And the action sometimes is difficult, you know. It's, it's not always easy. Well, we, we, because, I mean, with all due respect, you know, interrupting you, but, I mean, there's one point that I wanted to, to point out, and, of course, you know, the show is really intended to be thought-provoking, and, and we both are professional, you know, life coach, and you can find out a little bit more about us by going straight to our um you know, information, but on the show, for the purpose of this show right now, I just wanted to mention one thing. I think it's a really key to also navigate through the programs, the habits that you have and start changing them because unless you start doing something different, the result is always going to be the same. That's back to what I said in the beginning. So if you, like first thing, like you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is check in your email and you you get online and you're spending that many hours online. Now you're wasting your whole day. And then toward the end, it's like, oh, my God, I don't have enough hours in the day to get things done. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you've been doing things the wrong way, right? So I think, you know, by, by it's almost like you're building a new muscle. You know, when we yeah. created a new habit, we really build in a new muscle that we haven't been using. You know, so now when we start changing these habits, creating new habits, eliminating one by creating a better one, you know, our life is going to change as well. Because it's not like a magic pill pill that you can just take and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now if I I just move through my obstacles and I just like, you know, everything's going to work out. No, I mean, everything takes work. And everything, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how old the person is. I believe, you know, no matter how many uh, old programs and old habits that we have, we can change them. I always say if it's something that is not working for you, it's time to get rid of it. If it's not serving your purpose, it's time to get rid of it. I mean, you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's easier said than done. We both know that. (laughs) And people out there, I'm sure, know that too. Uh, once you have a habit, you know, it's uh, it's not so easy to get rid of it. However, if the motivation is big enough, if your why is big enough, if, you know, with the why, I mean the reason why you want to change, the reason why you want different results, if 
if that why is clear to you and it's, it's strong enough, it will move you forward no matter what obstacles are on the way. And this is really something, you know, Tony Robbins always says, I'm the why man. And mm -hmm. uh, Jim Rohn said, if the why is strong enough, the how becomes easy. Right. And that, that's really true because people ask, but how, you know, they say when, when we work on finding what their purpose is, you know, what they really want, what they're really passionate about, they say, yeah, I would like to do that, but don't but yourself, you know, don't give this yeah, but thing. I mean, I have a whole chapter on that in my book because it's so strong for all of yeah. us that yeah. we, we argue with ourselves. We have an idea and then we think about it for a little bit and then we think, yeah, you know, it sounds good, but, you know, but I'm too old, but I'm too this or too that. And, and, and we argue ourselves out of it. I call it yeah, but. You know, and get rid of that yeah, but it's just your inner voice. It's not the truth. It's not reality. It's just what you tell yourself. And if you tell yourself that you can't make it happen because yeah, but you're too old and yeah, but you don't have the right education and but, 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 then, you know, you're going to stay on your butt or on the other one and, <laughs> and nothing will change in life. Absolutely. And this is the, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, like you mentioned, I mean, it really, it's not, it's, it's not just like a, a, a magic, you know, you've got to really, first of all, identify what's going on, why you want what you want, and how much do you want it? How much do you yeah. want it? I mean, do you just want it just because whatever, because someone else has it? Or do you want it because you really want to change something in your life? You really want to live a different life? Or, I mean, that's, that's really a key. I think, you know, like like Napoleon Hill says, it's like, you know, you have to have that burning desire yeah. to want to change, to want to move forward. I mean, how many of us, I'm sure many people have read those books, but are you really using what you read? I always say, if you take, you have so much information, but you're not putting it into uh, into action, it's almost yeah. like you get constipated with information, right? Mm, so you yeah. need to put some and of these... It's, um, it's yeah, right. it can become overwhelming, you know. I right. I used to be one of those uh, seminar addicts, you know, that I kept going to seminars and kept going to workshops, and I flew around the world, you know, I mean, several times, uh, going to certain workshops to see certain people that I wanted to see and experience. I've been, I don't know how many times, to states to, to see people that I admire or that I read books from or, you know, that I've heard from, or to Asia or to... Uh, London. I'm all the time in London doing some something or other, and I still go today. But today, I I tell myself, okay, you're going this weekend. You're going to be there for three days. You take as many notes as you can. You try and understand as much as possible and follow them as much as you can. And then you go home and you put it into action. You use whatever is useful, seems useful to you, and you use that. And you don't go to the next one until you've actually, you know, have some results. Because yeah. that's what it's all about, to getting better, different results. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get better or different results, then, you know, it is in my hands. Like you said, we have to be self-responsible. We cannot blame the other person. I mean, if I go to a Tony Robbins event and I don't use any of the stuff he offers me, then, you know, it's not his fault if nothing changes. 
Right, absolutely. Well, let's take a short break, Barbara, and uh, I'm going to check in and see if anybody signed it in the, in the uh, chat room. But again, before we go into a break, I just wanted to remind you, um, we'd love to hear from you, 626-213-5773. You can also uh, use Skype to call in if you are an international caller. And uh, we will be uh, taking a short break and coming back shortly. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyrhea.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. We have uh, our guest here today, uh, Barbara Hofmeister. She is live with us from Germany. Uh, she is a best-selling author, and her book, The um, uh, To Be or Not To Be, The Choice Is Yours. She has been sharing a lot of great tips and uh, um, information with us, and it really is a pleasure to have you, um, Barbara. Thank you for being with us. What is it, about 8? Uh, what time is it now in Germany? It's about 8.40 here. Oh, okay, so six hours. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I'm on the east coast of, of the United States, so um, so that's uh, six hours. Do you guys uh, uh, change time at all in the fall or no? We do, yes. We change it in October. In October, same here. Okay. So before the break, Barbara, you know, we're talking about taking action. We're talking about recognizing some of these obstacles that we face in our life. Taking responsibility is the key as well to, um, you know, to making that change in our life. Because obviously if we blame um, outside circumstances uh, on what's going on in our life, I don't think we will ever be, you know, held accountable, uh, which takes me to your SMART goals <laughs> in your book, which is like, I, I, this is like, you know, I, I teach this all the time. Um, you know, like when you set goals for yourself, make them SMART. So let's define a SMART goal. Well, SMART goal, I mean, first of all, people need to have goals. Right. Basic, Right. Right. Uh, we take it for granted, but unfortunately for a lot of people, it's not, you know, maybe their goal is to have a nice vacation or a new car or something like that. But for me, in my opinion, that's not a real goal. You know, you need something bigger, something that draws you more, that uh, it, that has more emotion attached to it, that really lights you up and gets you all excited and passionate. So. That's number one. Be passionate about, you know, whatever you want. If you want it badly enough, you will find ways of getting it or of getting yourself there, whatever it might be. Right. And the smart goals process, it means that, you, first of all, you break your big goals. When you look at your life stream, for instance, in Chapter right. 1 of my book, I talk about creating your vivid vision, the vision of the perfect day, your mm -hmm. perfect day, your ideal day. 
and make it as big as you can, you know, and right. make it really big and really outrageously crazy maybe to what you live today. It doesn't matter because this is just a dream, right? Wow. And make it as detailed as possible. And then people quite often they say, oh, I find this depressing because I'm so far away from this and so removed from this big dream that I don't really think that it will ever happen. I said, yeah, if you start with that attitude, it's not, not going to happen because you're not going to take the necessary steps. Right. Like if you if you want to climb Mount Everest, for instance, the highest mountain on the planet, if you just go up there and look at it from the bottom, you know, from the valley, and you look up, you will not believe that anybody can ever climb up there. You know, it's so high. But people do not do it like that. They do it step Take by step. Take a step by step, right? right? Right. They go to the basic camp, to the base camp, and then they go to base camp two and base camp three and so on and so on. And before they even go there, they, you know, they get themselves fit and they practice and they train for a year or two before they actually even go there. If they're sensible, of course, some crazy people, they get the idea and they go there and they want to <laughs> they wanna make it happen. But uh, these people normally don't succeed. And so... What it means, when you look at Mount Everest from the top or when you're near the top, it's not really that difficult. But when you're looking at it from the bottom, from the beginning of your journey, it's enormous, almost impossible. But nothing is impossible, so you can break it down into small steps, into smaller real goals, you know, that are achievable. And if it still seems too much for you, then break it down even smaller. You can make tiny little goals and make them as small as possible so that you can tick something off every day because that makes you feel good. You know, you feel that you are moving in the right direction because you are completing something, however small it might be, every single day. And, and then appraise yourself for that. I mean, that's important too. You know, Absolutely. you know, like really, because it's it's like when you do something, every step that you take, you know, appraise yourself for it that you mm. did a great job. Pat yourself, yourself on the back. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do that. You know, I have my left shoulder because I can't reach my back <laughs> comfortably, so I use my left shoulder. And each time that I'm happy with my, you know what I did today or a certain something that I don't like doing and I actually completed it, I pat myself on my shoulder and I say, well done, Barbara. You can't wait until somebody else does it for you. Absolutely. You know, you've got to do it for yourself. So, yes, yeah, celebrate, reward yourself, you know, when you've taken a big step in the right direction. Whatever it needs to keep you motivated, use those things. I mean, really use them. And the SMART goals means the S stands for specific. Right. Specific. Be clear what you want to achieve. You know, be specific. The M states, states, uh, stands for motivational, motivated. The A for action, very, 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 very important, probably the most important <laughs> one here. And the R, the R, help me out, Ria. Well, you can be, first of all, uh, um, but I mean, I would say like the M also manageable. You got to manage your yeah, goals, yeah. you know, so you got to take those, you know, and yeah. then are reliable, you know, uh, uh, retainable. You can retain, you know, uh, yeah. your goals. Yeah, I, and, I, I, uh, I and then the T for, well, I'm sorry. I use realistic for the R. 
Well, you can use uh, realistic. Attain, yeah, realistic. exactly. Because yeah. the A for attainable, I use A for attainable to no, be, a, you know, able to attain it. Right. And then uh, so T. Time I'm bound. Time sorry. bound. I use T for time bound because okay. if you don't have a time limit, you know, it's like yeah, one day I will get there, and then it's more like a dream. It's it's less of a goal. It's more like a dream. It's something. Oh, I wish I had, or I wish I could. When you set a date, the dream turns into a goal. And then it's more real, you know. So you said you get, you know, depending on the size and on the on the time span that you probably need, you set the date and don't set it for too long in the future. If it's a very, very, very big goal, like a life, you know, your life's purpose or your life's goal, then obviously it can be ten or twenty years out from today. And this is why it's necessary to break it down into smaller goals so that you can use the same process, the same smart process, but actually have a closer time frame so that you know this month or this week or today, I, I, you know, this is my goal for today. And when you reach that at the end of the day, you can't even imagine how powerful that is. You feel so motivated, right. especially if you had to do, you know, if part of the work that you had to do in that day was something that you don't enjoy. You know, I'm doing some work right now, and I have to do a lot of research. I don't enjoy that so much because it's very dry, and, you know, I, I'm not really that much into this kind of analytical stuff. And, and <laughs> Right. Um, and But I, it's part of it, and, and I need to do it. So I'm doing it every single day, and I do a certain amount of hours. And uh, And when I'm done, you know, it's like... Hallelujah, fantastic. And I pat myself on the back and I say, well done, Barbara. And now you can go and get yourself a piece of chocolate or whatever, you know. I decide to reward myself. <laughs> oh, that's a wine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And, and yeah, make yourself a nice cup of coffee or whatever it is that you enjoy. And you don't, enjoy, absolutely. Yeah, that Take you a walk, enjoy whatever. and don't have all the time, you know, right. so, so that it stays something special, this reward. It's not something that you do all the time. And, uh, yeah, if you do it like that, you know, if you break big things down into small steps, it's doable. One of us, it's doable. Absolutely. It's, it's doable. doable. Every one of us can do it. Every Absolutely. single one of us can do it. Right. You know, I mean, what I wanted to add to the timing, I mean, I have a different philosophy on the time because we went to the same school, mind schooling with goal setting. I'm sure we've been taught similar things which is, you know, you got to time every goal. I have a different philosophy on this, and I'm not necessarily, you know, to be right about it or wrong about it. But I think, you know, time can put restraining on us, too. You know, like we get overwhelmed, you know, I, and that's why I focus on the priority things, you know, like prioritizing things in your life and your goals and your steps that you're taking to make it more attainable so you can obtain it, you know, attain it in that specific time, whatever you put on yourself. But it's not it's not the end of the world if you did not accomplish that goal for that time that you had set for yourself. Sure, because I, you still, that means you it was still not as forward. important as you thought it was. I mean, that's why I focus on the priority versus, you know, so you really need to get it clear on what is it that you want to accomplish first. So what mm -hmm. steps that need to be done first. So it makes it easier and more attainable for you versus saying, you know what, today 
I'm going to write five pages in my book, which I have been trying to get my book out. Hopefully it will be out before the end of the, the, the year. Uh, but, you know, so I, I do realistic, you know, goals for steps that I want to, you know, that I want to get done. But then I put it as a priority. What, what is most important things for me mm-hmm. to get done? And so if I don't get, you know, if the goal is just set like just a general goal and we just say, you know what, by end of today, today at five o'clock, my time, I really should be done, you know, with my show, have finished the five pages that I wanted to write and all those stuff. And I find myself, you know, not accomplishing this because my priorities were not set correctly. I, I totally agree that we must set priorities because without that, you know, there is really not enough time in the day because we always have so many ideas and things that we need to do and should be doing and want to do and, you know, all of that adds up to more than 24 hours a day. So it's very important to set priorities. Uh, it's just that, you know, you are self-responsible and you are aware of it. Absolutely. And, and you work with that. But for people who are not used to to really take full responsibility for their life, this can be dangerous because they can use this setting of priorities as an excuse for not doing what they set out to do because that happens very quickly, you know, on one day you say, oh, yeah, no, this is more important today, you know, so I'm going to do this first and then this. And then you leave what you really want to accomplish last because it's like a long-term project and so it doesn't seem so important today. But if you do that more often, then in the end it doesn't get done, you know. And and this is why you have to be just careful and take full responsibility like you said earlier on, you know, you didn't do your show last week because it was your birthday. And you said, I know that's not a good enough excuse, but for me it was good enough. And that's perfect because mm-hmm. you are aware that you've used that as an excuse. And for you, that excuse was good enough. That was important enough to you. And I totally agree with you on that. So, you know, you people just need to be aware when they do that, when they change their priorities around and when they, you know, go off plan, then they must be aware that they can easily drift into old habits and can easily drift in an, in another direction than the one that they want to go to. Well, you know, to add to that, you know, you, you mentioned the word why, and I think that's where the priority works perfectly. Because, I mean, like Einstein says, time is just an illusion. I mean, I think we, we use time so wrong so wrong <laughs> in our life we just like excuses right you know and, and why we can't get it because it's not enough time so I think if you think about the why in every priority item on your list and you take the time I think I always say if you take the time in the front you have more time in the back end yeah. you know so if you take that step in the front and just say you know what my priority, my first thing on my priority list today is to really, you know, do my first coaching session with so-and-so or whatever, and that's the time frame that I use for that, and it's always set time or whatever. And then, you know, I'm going to say why. Why is it so important for me to finish that first session by 10 o'clock in the morning, for instance? Give an example. Because I have 11 o'clock, so I need to prepare for the 11 o'clock, Right. So, you know, it, it's giving yourself why the reason why you need to accomplish this thing in a certain time. I think it probably gives you a little bit more um, advantage, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
So, no, you know, we want to go back to your book because I, I want to, first of all, mention, because the time is flying so fast. See, I, I know the time always plays a trick on us, right? <laughs> Tell me there's not enough time. Where can people find your book and uh, some more information, you know, can you tell us? Yeah, sure. I mean, first, let's give you the title again. To be or not to be, the choice is yours. And it is your choice, right? Right. And the subtitle is Get Your Dreams Back and the Courage to Make Them Come True. It's a very practical, step-by-step book. It's more like a course, really. It takes you step-by-step. I use everyday examples so that you can relate to it. And the first chapter is called Start with the End in Mind. So this is where we already work on your purpose, on your passion, on what you really want in your life, right? Because this is what I found most people don't know. They've never given it much thought. So that's what we will start working on immediately as you start. And then the second chapter is Meet Yebat. We already talked a little bit about that. That is our inner voice, you know, the negative self-talk that we give ourselves and how we can change that. Then conquer your fears. Very important because when you're afraid of something, you will probably not go towards it. You will not, you know, you will try to avoid it, which will get you off uh, in the wrong direction. Chapter 4, define your purpose. Why are you here? Who are you? What are your values? What is your purpose? Then chapter 5, we go from dream to reality, from vision to goal, from goal setting to goal achieving to actually happen, you know, make it happen. This is where the smart goals are also and how to take it step by step. Chapter 6 is stop the mind monkey. You know, our little voice inside, we work on that again. And chapter 7 is the last chapter, and that is to be or not to be. The choice. Your choice. And, and, and that's, you know, all of the chapters have very practical uh, exercise in them. And I know. it's not, and I must warn the readers, you know, it's not a reading book. It's a workbook. Right. You know, I can give you as much, or both of us, and whoever is out there that does this work, we can give you as much information as you want. If you don't use it, nothing will change. Absolutely. It's not the knowledge. It's only the knowledge that you apply. And this is why the book is written in a, in a way that you actually got to do part of the work. And right. I can guarantee you, if you do that work, your life is going to turn around. I know because hundreds of people have already sent me their results, you know, and you can read on Amazon, you can get it on Amazon, you can read on Amazon how many, uh, I mean, a lot of the testimonials from people. And I don't know the people, so they just posted it on there because of the results that they're getting with it. So really use that. So you can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, I think, uh, in a bookstore. You probably have to order it because they don't store it as far as I know. But they yeah, can I mean, order you can it. do a special. Yeah, you can do a special order. I mean, but yeah. you know, the more most important is you know the key a website Amazon Barnes and Noble dot com, and, and then of course you can go to the website in Kindle, mm-hmm. in Kindle format because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people now they use their Kindles, right. so you can get it as a Kindle book. And you can also get it from my website, and that is www.thetobebook.com. Thetobebook.com. That is fantastic. I want to, I just extended a few minutes, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, 
Um, I know I covered that on the show a few times, even when I did the coaching myself um, um, on the show. You know, most people have a hard time dealing with criticism. And I know even myself, like, you know, every now and then I have to, like, bring it back down to, you know, to to really kind of set the ego aside and realize it really has nothing to do with me. And I know you talk about that. Um, I know one of your audio that you sent me, it was, um, you know, how to handle criticism. Why do you think most of us really looking for approval from other people, first of all? <sighs> yeah. I mean, we've learned that since we were tiny little mm-hmm. babies. Uh, you know, we wanted, I mean, what you want as a, as a child, you want the love of your parents, first right. of all. Most right. important thing. And so you, you do whatever it takes to get their approval. And sometimes your parents are angry with you, upset because you've, you know, broke something or misbehaved or whatever it might be. And you as a child feel, even you know, when they get angry with you, or they tell you off or whatever it might be, you think that they don't love you anymore because that's what you feel. You know, babies, children are all emotion. There's no logical thinking in that moment. So you feel that you're not as loved as you were five minutes ago before they got upset with you. And so you you try to return that love to you, you know, so you try to please your parents. And you try to please your teachers in many cases until you become a teenager and then you try it exactly the opposite. But <laughs> uh, that changes again. As you get older, you try to please your boss and so on and so on. And we, I think it's our upbringing, you know, our culture is like that, that we always think we need to uh, get approval from others. And it's also a lack of, of confidence, a lack of self-belief. Right. In, in most cases. So what I tell people, you know, when you get criticism, be aware that it is just the opinion of the other, other person. Right. It has nothing to do with reality. Right. Neither what you think is real nor what they think is real. It just is. You know, it's not bad or it's not good, nothing. It is their opinion. It just is like that for them. Maybe they had a bad day, you know. Maybe they had, you know, they've just been told of themselves. Maybe something went totally wrong this morning, and then the next thing is they start shouting at you or they start telling you something that is not so nice, which has nothing to do with you, nothing at all. And even if it had to do with you, you know, you choose what you will take and what you won't. Unfortunately, what happens to most of us is that we embrace criticism We listen to every word and every syllable and every nuance of the tone of voice. (laughs) And we analyze it, especially we women. We go home and we analyze it. (laughs) You know, why did he say that? And why did he say it like that? And, you know, and maybe he, and oh, this is crazy. This is a killer for us, you know, killer for our confidence, killer for our self-love. And, it's just something that somebody said in one moment, and if, even if it is our partner, you know, they, you know, men, they are not as sensible as we are, and they don't mean it in most cases like they say it. You know, they they throw a sentence at you, and for us women, it's the end of the world. But for them, it's just, yeah. So what? Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I mean, oh come on, we don't have to talk about that. I mean, it was nothing. But for us, it was a big thing. 
Well, so, it comes down to the communication things, and yeah. I just want to throw something out there. You know, you are not defined by the opinions of others. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, when we realize that, I mean, obviously there is always the positive criticism that someone could give you, you know, whether it's a teacher or a mentor, like, you know, I mean, I would consider myself, I'm sure you consider yourself as a mentor as well. You know, like when I talk to my client, like if there is a, something that I think, you know, like I can mentor him or criticize them in a positive way and say, maybe you want to try it in, in that sense versus this way, different than another way. You know, that's a positive criticism. This is not doesn't define you as a person who is not good enough to do, you know, what you, yeah, I mean, what you are mostly, to do. Mostly right. we are talking, when we talk about criticism, we don't mean constructive We're criticism. We're talking about we, negative criticism when yeah, somebody tries to mean put you down or right, criticism. Right. And in many cases, it is not meant as such from the other person. Uh, very often it has absolutely nothing to do with us even, but we still take it on. But turn it around, when you get a compliment, the same people that take criticism extremely serious and carry it around with them for the rest of their life, uh, the same people, if they get a compliment, they can't take it. They can't take it. And you mentioned that in the beginning when yeah. you had a hard time taking yeah, it. Yeah, I was like now. that. I yeah. was big time like that, you know. Right. Uh, and this is, I mean, what I can re recommend to everyone listening. When you get a compliment, however small it might be, just embrace it, I mean, full-hearted, and just say thank you nice. and mean it. And it's so nice for the other person that said something nice when they get a thank you back. Just that, Absolutely. no discussion about it, nothing, just thank you. And it comes from the heart, and I embrace it, I mean, physically. This is what I taught myself in the beginning, you know, like patting myself on the back, you know, and all this kind of stuff. I had to do that to learn to become stronger, to become more confident, to, you know, accept myself as I am. And I still do it today. It's become a habit for many years. And the same when somebody pays me a compliment, if it's a person that I know, or if I'm in a space where I can do that, I really open my arms wide and I take it in. You know, I take and I say, thank you. I give a little bow and I say, thank you. And then... I close my arms over my heart. So I really take that compliment, that you know, those nice words into mm -hmm. my heart, and it stays with me. And that's an anchor, you know. Uh, you anchor all the positive stuff right on your heart, and that's wonderful. And as I'm speaking, I'm touching my heart, and I feel it, you know. It's all good, and all good stuff that is anchored there, so... And it's so easy to do these little, you know, use these little things in your life. And I can promise you, life changes. Absolutely. It's not big things Absolutely. that change life. It's, it's a lot of small things that change life. I mean, we we need to, we need to actually also learn. Um, again, this is just a you know a thought provoking here, a, a, a sentence that I'm saying here. You know, we need to learn how to uh, detach, you know, ourselves from other people's opinion in a lot of things. You know, I mean, it, the opinions of, like, you know, I mean, Wayne Dyer actually says that in one of his books. He said the opinion of, of uh, um, uh, when people um, give an opinion, it's just their opinion of you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. So, you know, for all that being said, you know, I mean, just detach yourself from what other people think of you. I mean, I get criticized all the time. And I find myself now, the more I'm out there, you know, the more I get criticized and the more people have to say 
about the things I do or they don't like or whatever. And I accept it. I take it for whatever it is. And I, you know, sometimes I just say, maybe I'll learn something from it. And what did I learn from it? You know, just take it as, as a way to kind of bring you back down to, you know, just say, you know what? You know, what is it that I like about myself? I used to do that in sales. I've been in sales, you know, for many, many years. And one of the things that I used to do that I, it seemed to really help me, you know, boost up my self-esteem, like I used to go to, to my happy clients <laughs> and just tell them, it's like, what is it that you like about me the most? You know, and then it's like, you know, it was it was a, a, a feel-good kind of feeling, you know. Yeah. But in the same time, I had to learn to do this on my own. So I detach what other people think. As long as you know in your heart, you know who you are and what is it that you're doing. I think uh, criticism is just becomes uh, of uh, something that you don't really, you know, take it seriously. I guess, right? Well, it's not. No, I do take it seriously, but I don't. You know, I don't take it personal. Exactly. And, that's what I meant. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, don't take things personal because they're not personal. They are there opinion that's it full stop and yes i do listen to it and i do take it serious and i do consider you know if there is some truth in there uh, that you know i want to think about or if there is some learning in there that i can use you know to improve myself but that's it it's not personal it's not an insult or it's not a hard criticism or anything like that but as i said several times today i used to take all these super, 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 super serious, and I took it on and I carried it in my big backpack around, you know, throughout my life, until I realized this is, I'm, you know, I'm depending on other people's opinion, and I can only really thrive when other people approve of what I'm doing. No, that's not who I am. You know, we are all so much more than that, so much more. And, but you've got to find your own way of doing things, and you know, and it has to vibrate with you. It has to be yours, and you have to be happy with it, not other people. You have to be happy with it. It's your life, and you are the one that has to make the best of it, you know, and Absolutely. so don't let anybody stop you. And I must warn people, if you work through my book, and you will get different results that I, I really know 100%, but be aware that... You know, you might find that some people are in your life that you don't want anymore in your life. That yeah. happens. And I, I, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something I talk about all the time because I, I've done it in my own life, and I realize, you know, if you seem to like kind of, you know, um, take some of the people out of your life because they no longer, you know, um, complement the life that you choose to live, or um, or they not, they kind of toxic in your life, and and yeah. they. Uh, they don't because support your dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, there are always dream stealers around us, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes people just don't support your change. They don't right. support your big ideas all of a sudden, and they say, oh, you can never make that happen. You don't have enough experience. You don't know what you're talking about, you know, but they can also do it really subtle. So be careful, you know. It's not always the ones that speak straight out. You know, it's it's very often the one, the family members that say, oh, don't you think that's too much for you? And don't you, you know, and they, I only mean, well, you know, I don't want you to to struggle or I don't want you to, uh, you know, to, to, to be a failure or to fail at this venture. 
Hey, failure is such They're making a decision for you versus you taking yeah, charge exactly. and making a decision for yourself. And also Absolutely. failing is such an important part mm-hmm. of life because this is where we learn. You know, it's right. painful and this is when we learn. And we, you know, the next time we will do it much better because we've already had that experience, you know. We don't need to experience it again. So, you know, whenever you you fail at something, celebrate because... You're going to learn something from it. Yeah, exactly. And take the learning from it and use it next time uh, something similar comes around. And, and, you know, I mean, life changes like that. It's a journey. It's not, none of us can give anybody a magic pill. You already mentioned that. It's not an overnight success. I talk about that Mm -hmm. uh, before the book even starts. And uh, the foreword for my book was written by T. Half Ecker. And uh, I really admire him. I mean, oh he, God, I love him. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. me too. And I love all his seminars. I've been to all of them, and I really like them a lot. You know, I mean, you really get results. And um, and I was so proud that he wrote the foreword for the book. And and I know that he's always saying, you know, you've got to live your life your way. You know, it's yours. It's you that makes the decisions. And if you, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you you regret that you listened to the wrong people. You regret that you, you know, you went the easy route. You know, you went down the road that seemed easier because everybody is, you know, the wider path because everybody is using it. But mm-hmm. if the narrow path is more to your appeal, then use that. For instance, I've been today to have my nails done, right? I love to have beautiful nails. So today I went went to this lady who does my nails. And another lady was there, and we were talking, and I had to decide on the color. And today I wanted some color. And um, so I t- choose orange. Mm-hmm. And the other girl, she said... Why oh, orange? <laughs> yeah, orange. I love orange. It's no, no, I'm it's, saying that she probably, cut, you know, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, and, and I love the orange color, you know, in any shape. And the, she had this really light apricot color, and it was beautiful. And we tried it on one nail, and we tried the orange on the, on the other nail. And I said, no, I will go for the orange. And the other lady said, oh, but Barbara, you know, the apricot is beautiful. I said, yeah, it's beautiful, but... I want orange. (laughs) Orange is mine, you know, that's my color. My whole house is (laughs) all shades of orange and yellow. And I said, no, this is it. I'm going to go for the orange. And and the lady who does the nail, she said, yeah, she knows what she wants. So if she says that's her color, that is because that's her color, you know. (laughs) Right, right. and, And this is, I mean, it's a tiny little thing, totally unimportant. However, it is what you feel inside about yourself. Do you know who you are? Do you know, you know, what represents you? For instance, like the orange represents me. I have so much of this color around me because that's my color, you know. And uh, do you know what that is? And would you stand up to somebody and say, no, I prefer this? Uh, It's just a tiny little example, but... A lot of people that I know, they would even step back from that tiny example because one or two other people said... Because someone else told them something else, right? Yeah. This apricot is a little bit more discreet, you know? It's not quite so strong. You know, I, I play this game actually all the time, like when I go get my nails. So I ask the girls, it's like, okay, so which color do you think I should uh, I should have on my nail? And then, of course, they choose something, right? That they think it's appropriate or it's, 
it's nice for me, whatever. It's like, okay, then I'm going to go with that one. So <laughs> I go with something totally different. It's just to kind of like, you know, because if you allow, the, the, the reason I do this exercise and I'm sharing it, because if you allow others to make a decision for you, they will do it for you. So don't do that. I think that's yeah, what I'm, sure. you know, what and, I'm trying. And, you know, right. in, in, man, in many cases, we don't think about that. You know, right. we don't even realize that we let others make decisions. My right. niece, I take her traveling with me, you know, whenever I, I go on a trip, I try to take her if she, uh, you know, they have months of breaks. Uh, she's studying, so she's got three months in the summer and two months in the winter. <laughs> and so whenever she's off, I take her traveling with me. And I love her company, but she has one hang-up. She can't make decisions. You know, it's like a big hey. thing. Every little decision is a big thing. Right. And I can see it in her face that something is bugging her, you know, and I keep saying, so what, what's the problem? Well, not, you know, not really a problem, but I can't make up my mind about this or that or that. I said, you know, you just need to make a decision. And then you, you from that, after you've made the decision, you go from there, you know. And if next month or next year you decide that you would rather go right, then you turn the other way, but at least you've experienced it. Now you know this is not what you want. Well, this is, goes back to changing habits. I mean, like one of the smallest practices that I, I, I share with my uh, my clients, I always say, like, you know, if you used to brushing your teeth using your right hand, even though you're right-handed, try some time to brush your teeth using a left hand. Just That's by making that conscious <laughs> decision to do something differently, it's a small changes. It's a small step. You know, you realize, oh, after all, it's not bad. I can change. I can brush my teeth with my left hand. It might not feel mm -hmm. comfortable in the beginning, yeah. but if I do it more often, I'm going to be able to do it. It's yeah, what you absolutely. tell yourself. My friend, absolutely. yeah, I, it's always a pleasure. I can really sit and talk with you for a long time, and I love having, you know, similar mind and, 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 and sharing the same thing, and you are wonderful. I would love to have you back again. And uh, go out there and get Barbara's book. You know, to be or not to be, the choice is yours. There is no doubt about it. And it's available on Amazon.com. Um, it's Barnes & Noble. You can also go to www.thetobebook, uh, one word, dot com forward slash Barbara hyphen humph. Uh, I'm going to spell, I'm gonna, uh, spell your name, H O F. M as in Mary, E-I-S-T-E-R. And you can grab your, um, you can get more information about Barbara as well there. And you can also um, be able to um, to get the book. And uh, Barbara, thank you, my friend. You are amazing. You truly are. Thank you very much for having me. We are, <clears throat> and I hope to speak to you soon. Oh, we will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care and have a pleasant evening, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye now. We'll speak with you soon. All right, my friend. Thank you again uh, for tuning in. And I just wanted to remind you, make sure you follow the show so you know of all the new updates, all the information um, that is coming up, all the new guests that I'll be having on the show. I have some great guests coming up. And always, they're all great. And I appreciate each one of them for sharing their um their tips and, 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 and ideas of, you know, how to live our best life. And, of course, you know, you're welcome to go directly to their to their website 
and find out more about them. And, of course, I want you to contact me. Follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. Send me an email. I want to offer you something. So all you have to do is just send me an email. I'm going to give you an easy email to now to to um, to go to CoachRia, one word, at gmail.com. And remember to, you know, to just say that I have been following your show or listening to you on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, of course, you will be getting your um, your bonus gift from me by going and sending me an email there. And then one more time, remember, you know, it's really all up to you. So all it takes for you is just to make that small change for something to change. So with all that being said, you are amazing. Much, much love to you all. And until next week, stay amazing. Bye-bye for now. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.